In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi, everyone. It's October 5th, 2014, and you're listening to episode 96 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And we're coming to you from two entirely different locations. I'm in my house. And I'm in my house. You can probably hear the difference. Yeah, this is a first timer, guys, so bear with us. Yeah, we're not even sure this is going to work. <laughs> so. so just because we're working out the technology, this may not be the longest of our podcasts, but we ooper duper super promise the next one will be ever so worth it. <laughs> Do we want to say why? I will let you tell them. <laughs> okay. As you can tell, there's an evil chuckle there. Is that not enough? Well, as I said in the little introduction to the Knitter's Fair podcast, as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I got a letter saying I had to go for jury selection like 10 days before Rhinebeck. Last Thursday, the phone rang at work. I looked and my mother's name was on the display. And at that moment I knew, and she confirmed, I don't have to do jury selection. Everybody get a yip yip. I am definitely going to Rhinebeck. So that is a surprise for next recording. Yes. So next reco- next time you hear us after this, um, because I am I am going to try. If this works, I'm going to try to get this up before we go to Rhinebeck. I have a lot of school assignments that have to happen before I go to Rhinebeck, but I will try. <laughs> oh man, it is going to be so cool. I I my my cheeks hurt right now. I am grinning so much. My cheeks hurt. Yeah. So we are going to be well, Maggie. You're going to be here. Be there on the Saturday, right? Correct. Okay, I'm going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and the podcaster meetup is at 1 o'clock on Saturday, right? Yeah, I think it's in the same general area, same general time as the Ravelry meetup. Shall we go straight into Adventures in Knitting? Yes, because okay. there are certain Ryan Becky things that lead into that. Oh, good heavens. <laughs> yes, for you, especially. Yes. Do you want to start? You've got more crazy than a basket of cat. I, I, I realize this. <laughs> Okay, so I am knitting on the scarf that shall not be named. Ooh. Let's just face it, we're just gonna be, that's just gonna be a standard, um, for the rest of this calendar year. I am on chart four, and I've calculated I kinda no, sorta need to do about eight rows a night. Give or take, you know, I could have a, a night off every week in order for me to finish this in time. <laughs> Yeah, well... <laughs> if I don't finish it in time, I will be at that movie theater with a scarf around my neck and the needle still in. Well, you're not that far behind where I am, so... And we both have, like, you have seven hours on a train coming up, I've got some vacation time coming up, so mm -hmm. we might get a good extra push in. I've actually got 14 hours on a train. Dude. Seven hours there, seven hours back. Well, that's, pl that's plenty of knit time. So there's that. Um, my Grim Scarf, which is just a pattern of Knit 5, Pearl 5 checkerboard, alternating every five rows or so, is... I don't know. It's knit out of Joe Sharp, which is hand-me-down uh, yarn from the lo lovely Michelle. Ooh. 
Wow, that's pretty long. Yeah, I'm guessing three feet, maybe? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell over the camera, but... Uh, it's between two and a half and three feet. I'm sort of... Uh, what I do with scarves is I basically keep going until it's at least as tall as me. And I'm like five foot and a smidge. Yeah. So, so I'm at the very least halfway or, you know, just barely over halfway done with that. And again, that's my TV knitting. So that will just be that will just be done and done whenever it's ready. Not like I needed this extra project, but I thought this was would be a handy project to do on my vacation. And as per usual uh, vacation projects. I started it early, um, and I might actually finish it before my vacation. So this is, I'm making a stocking cap for my son. This is the Chroma Stocking Cap by Amy Chapman. You can find it on Ravelry, and it's a free Ravelry download, and we will be linking it, but basically it's just a child stocking cap. I tried to make one of my own last year, and it turned out to be more of a Rastafarian hack because I tried to do the decreases too fast. And it mm -hmm. just became a bit of a mushroom. So I'm following this pattern, and it's a stripey pattern. So it's striped of three rows and three rows, alternating two yards. Mm -hmm. And I originally saw it in Chroma, and I thought, hey, cool. And I was just going to wait until I got somewhere to a store that either carried it or if I was going, you know, I was going to ship it to my friend's house in Connecticut for it to be there when I arrived. But then I went to the Needle Emporium yesterday. With uh, six of my family members. <laughs> I did not instigate this yarn trip. Surprisingly enough. A bunch of cousins and aunts suddenly said, Hey, I want to go to that yarn store in Ancaster. What's it called? What's it called? And I'm like, uh, Needle Emporium? And they're like, yeah, who wants to go to that? I do, I do, I do, I do. And I'm like, uh, duh. So <laughs> I go, and I'm basically looking for yarn that does a color transition. So this is Freya. Ooh, that stuff is gorgeous. Uh, fi Freya Fine Handprints, and that is the Vertigo colorway. I don't, I guess I don't have very much light here. They're a bit muted. They're not as bright as chrome as the chrome nitpicks, but it goes from brown to green to turquoise to purple. It's just that I'm just now realizing that I think I only need half of this. I could have bought a smaller skein of something, but. You know, that means I can make him matching mittens or a matching scarf or whatever. You know, I'm just yeah. I'm just rolling with it. So it's super easy. I've cast on. I've done the brim. I'm now in the 2x2s. Two two, so that is another TV knitting that I really don't need to be knitting right now. I need to be working on the frickin' Scarf of Doom. And as Karen knows, because the lovely Karen hosted a wonderful spin-in last weekend, <laughs> it's hard to believe that last weekend we were sitting outside sipping iced tea and lemonade and this weekend it be cold but it was a wonderful spin and we sat outside um in her back patio which has a nice overhanging tree and all of these luscious plants i mean it was you know something out of victorian times <laughs> and i finally got to try out the fleece that michelle and i um went in to buy we both bought a little bit of Marilyn. trying not to make jokes here yeah, really trying, not, trying to make jokes. not to make jokes. Monroe is, you know, Marilyn Monroe is rolling in her grave right now. So anyways, I finally got to try the regular flyer on the uh, on the wheel, the Kromsky Sonata, and it took a little bit of work and between you and Michelle. Finally got it to go. Mm -hmm. Maybe it just needed a bit of breaking in, but what I made out of it, I love. That's really nice. It looks like a cloud. Yes, and it's squishy. Oh my god. <sighs> but again, I'm not supposed to be spinning right now. I'm supposed to be working on the ever-loving Scarf of Doom. 
So, I'm trying to tell myself if I am going to spin, I at least need to spin for the projects that have a deadline, like, you know, Christmas. So is that you? I think that is me. I don't think there's... A, I mean, I still have the mitten, the swirly mittens, but I haven't done anything with them of late. I've been telling myself, no, 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 if you're going to do color work, you're going to do the scarf. Because the scarf has an earlier deadline than those mittens. After working on the scarf for so long and dealing with the double knit lace weight, I kind of feel like I could finish those mittens off in my sleep now. <laughs> it makes two, it makes stranded color work that much easier. Oh my god. Anyway. Alright, so that is me. Okay, so as for me, <laughs> I have only two things I'm working on because they're both major projects that have deadlines if I want to get them done in time. People so, send Miss Karen some, some Valium or something. Send me extra. T send me a time turner. I need a time turner <laughs> because I swear to God, I have two. I have an assignment and a learning activity due tonight. I have two learning activities due next week. I have two assignments due the Sunday of Rhinebeck weekend. Ouchie! So Ouchie. I need to get that done by the Wednesday before Rhinebeck weekend. I have Ouch. lots of stuff I need to do, and I have a damn sweater I'm trying to finish for Rhinebeck. Yeah. I mean, you at least tried it on at midnight. Well, tried it on in the bits that are done. I've got... It's it's at Bolero status right now. Yeah. It's sort of like boob length <laughs> on the front and the back. Um, I actually, I did, tried something. I did short rows over the chest to try and make it so that the front wasn't going to, because otherwise the front was going to ride up because I, you know, looked at myself from the side and I noticed that the... There was a bit of an upward angle toward the front of the line of the knitting of that row. So I did a short row to sort of even that out. And These then, are the problems that well-endowed women have, I suppose. Yes. I don't um, have that problem. <laughs> and then, so I've stopped about, yeah, just about, you know, sort of chest length. Just enough to join the underarm, because this one's knit from the top down. So join under the underarm, do about an inch and then just enough to stabilize it. And then I picked up and immediately started doing one of the sleeves so that I can get the sleeve done. And then the rest is just like adding length to the body and then adding the trim. So I've got a start of a sleeve. So what pattern is this you're using again? Oh, shit. Sorry. This is the... I always forget. It's the thingy thing from the thingamabob. It's the Saddleback back Cardigan by Jen Hagen from... Fall 2014 Interweave Knits. And so it's a very recent pattern. Yes. As in, I bought the digital version from Interweave because that was available like three weeks before the print version to give me a little more time. This is also technically my uh, my one stash busting project because the, I'm using yarn that I had in my stash. It's Valley Yards Northampton Worsted Weight in the Denim Heather colorway, which I'd had in my stash for a while. And so I decided to haul it out and do this because this is a nice sort of cable cozy fall looking sweater and the nice sort of denim heather looked looked like it might be good and it's looking really nice so far but um you do the sleeves with picking up stitches around the entire sleeve hole right the armhole and then you do short rows at the top to make the curve of the the sleeve of like the, the shoulder the sleeve okay cap yeah, okay. the sleeve cap so i did that spent like an hour and a half two hours doing that and then ripped it out Oh dear. The other night, because it didn't sit 
right? It like it didn't it didn't fit. It was way too baggy and stuff because I had knit a little further down the front and stuff. So oh dear, and I'm fiddling with the gauge anyway. So I you are already on a <laughs> crazy time deadline, woman. You the the there is no time for fiddles. <laughs> there is always time for fiddles. Oh dear. Oh, there's time for hiddles, not fiddles. <laughs> there's always time for hiddles. But yes, yeah, so I redid the sleeve cap and now I'm just going down the down the sleeve and I've only got like 14 inches more to go on this sleeve. Oh dear. And then do the other sleeve. And yeah, and Rhinebeck is how far away? Don't tell me that. Well, if I can get my assignment due tonight, done and submitted maybe tomorrow i will sit and knit like the wind all afternoon because yeah i need to get i that love done. you darling but you are loco i know i'm gonna like oh god what was i thinking i'm gonna walk around i'm gonna walk around rhinebeck with a sign on a stick that just says i'm with crazy and it's gonna point <laughs> down at you well and, and and it's kind of like i'm looking at it it's like well do i really need to block it <laughs> Like, wet blocked. Come on, how many other Rhinebeckers are, are weaving in ends in the car? Come on. You know, I could try steam blocking it. Or, you know, maybe I could even wear it without blocking it. I mean, it's not like it's a lace shawl or something. Like, you know, it should, it should look okay if I don't block it. Especially because oh, like, it's, like, it's a worsted weight sweater, cabled yeah, sweater. Yeah. It's going to take forever to dry. I got no words of encouragement because you probably <laughs> know better than I would. Okay, and then the other thing I've been working on, because I will be working on it until the end of time. I feel your pain. The There and Back Again Story Scarf. Pretty! I am almost done the fifth chart, so hopefully I can get that done soon. You are in a better position than I am. Not by much. You are like one chart behind me, woman. And when we're talking 10 charts, that doesn't sound like a lot. As you were saying, I do have the train ride. Yeah, and I have a plane ride. I'm My only concern is somebody in TSA taking my knitting away from me. And I'm like, dude, you can put that in the safe and put it under the pilot's butt if you want. But I want it back at the end of the flight. <laughs> Hand it to the air marshal on the flight. They can guard it. That's fine. I just still want it back. Yeah. Because if somebody does take that away from me... And does not give it back. There, there will, be, will be a commotion on the flight. <laughs> well, and then the other thing that I'm the other thing that I'm telling myself into fooling myself that I can't get this done in time, um, and I should just be working on the sweater, is that um, in late October, early November, my mom's going to be going to visit my brother. So you will like, have all that time to do like marathon. Yeah. So, providing my work schedule doesn't get too crazy and providing my school schedule isn't that crazy i might be i'm hoping i'm telling myself i'll be able to sit down and just like knit for an entire day i will order pizza if i have to <laughs> or no even better i'll like order chinese the night before and then i can just reheat that i don't even have to spend the time like making the phone call to order it <laughs> that takes too much time this is priorities people we are at DEFCON 4. Yes. But other than that, oh my god, I'm going to ride back! <laughs> so I, I just, I, I am exploding. Like, I just keep thinking about it and I'm grinning like crazy because, oh my god, going to ride back! Oh yes, and we should sort of talk about the Kitchener Waterloo Knitters Fair. Okay. And the panel. 
which is to say, we had lots of fun. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, the fair was great this year. They had two auditoriums, which worked really well in giving them more space. They were able to spread the booths out a little more. And they had a nice space for eating and a nice space for the panel. There was no problem um, about uh, how many people would be in each room, so we didn't have the same problem as last year with the fire marshal and the fire code. Yeah, it was really nice. And we got to wear the new jackets for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maggie made us jackets. Well, got us jackets. They're sort of black, fleece-lined Jackets. I see them as the 21st century version of, you know, the pink ladies' jackets. <laughs> you but know. yeah. So yeah, so if you're at Rhinebeck, actually, if I'm not wearing the sweater, look for us, look for me wearing that. With the Nitwin Geek 2 logo on the back. <clears throat> I will be wearing the t-shirt. And probably have the sweater open so you can see the t-shirt. I'm excited. And I am going to be bringing my um, digital SLR. I want to be taking pictures like a crazy person. Did you get anything at the Natives Fair? I got some more of the, uh, not only did I get to pick up my fleece from the Wellington Fibers, because they are the ones that cleaned it and um, prepared it for me, mm-hmm. but I also picked up some, oh, let's just face it, my entire world is about spinning right now. <laughs> I picked up some extra yellow uh, merino, and I think it was from um, some merino roving from Gemini Fiber, I think mm-hmm. it was, to supplement a little bit of yellow fiber that I got from the fiber garden and it was something that my sister-in-law picked out and I was going to make uh, something for her. It was a slouch. Um, it's what she asked for for her birthday, which is now past, so it's now a, Christ- now a Christmas gift. Every knitter knows what that's about. So it was sort of to supplement it because after I spun it, I wasn't 100% sure about what kind of pattern I could get out of what I had managed to spin. And I would rather have more more yarn than I needed rather than not enough because mm-hmm. I've been there. I made the Jaff- Jaffrey hat, I think it was. And then yeah. I had this hole in the top going, okay, I've run out of purple yarn. Let me put a splot of, di- of darker purple yarn on it. And I'm like, no, that didn't work. That's pretty much what I got. Not that there were not pretties everywhere. Yes, there were. There were so, what so about many you? pretties. What did you get? Okay, um... I got, I got a couple, I didn't actually, actually I can say, I did not buy any yarn. That, that does sounds... not mean I did not bring home yarn. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> um, well, I got uh, a couple more wheels for my, a couple more wheels for my bobbin, I wish. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, where did you hide those? I was in the car. Yeah, there wasn't that much room in the car. I got a couple more bobbins for my wheel. Because you can never have too many bobbins. Yeah, I am Because you still can never have too many bobbins now. that have stuff on them that you're not done spinning yet. You oh, no kidding. Bob- bobbins, I'm suddenly discovering bobbins are like needles. You always need another set. Mm-hmm. And I got some more oil for my wheel. I got an amazing project bag from Zigzag Stitches. Because, <laughs> as usual, I was walking around and I saw the Zigzag Stitches booth and I saw a project bag that was like, oh my god. I need to have this. There this is no argument. In my life. I need to have this. Um, it's she has. I think she's going to be having them in her store, her Etsy store too. But she's got bags with fabric that is designed so that the bag looks like the red telephone boxes that you see in Britain. And I'm like, oh my god, I need this. I need this and so badly. 
And there's a poster on one side of the box. Yes. It says, keep calm and cast on. It's so amazing. So yeah, I I needed to have that. It was an imperative for, you know, sustaining life. Yes, of course. (laughs) The other thing I brought home was I actually won one of the door prizes. Oh, yes, I remember that. That was awesome. Yeah, so I got a skein of Waterloo Wool's yarn, which is nice because they're closing. Oh, no. But, I mean, I've got, like, I've got, like, three skeins of their stuff. I I can cope, I think. Plus, just trying to remember, I'm going to Rhinebeck. I'm going to Rhinebeck. Yes, you're going to Rhinebeck. Lots of pretties, lots of pretties, lots of pretties. Yes. The only thing that, that, was, that I can think of to mention about the fair is that we met some more great listeners. Oh my which god! Was wonderful. There was we were we were in line. It was at the Gemini Fibers booth. Yeah, right? we were in line. Yeah, we were in line at the Gemini Fibers booth waiting to get because that's where I got my bobbins and stuff. So you, we were both ready waiting to pay, and I thought I heard someone behind me say the word "fangirl." So I'm like, hmm. So I think I, I think you were talking about something, and I just happened to be was able to throw in a little mention of Comic Con as like a, are they listening? Did they notice? And then you turned around because you wanted to take a picture of their sweaters, right? And then they were like, actually, we're fans of yours. We were trying to discuss whether we were going to say anything, and that's when we were just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we we are a little bit of a lun- lunatics when it comes to. People like us. People still like us. You like me. You really like me. Yeah, I was trying not to do the cliche thing, but thank you. Thank oh, you for doing that. Oh, depend on me to do the cliche thing. And so yeah, we got to meet them and talk to them for a little while, and they were wonderful. We got to meet... There was someone else who came up to us. Sorry, I am blanking on everybody's names. But uh, someone else who came up to us when we were having lunch, and we were talking to you. I'm sure I will recognize your every name when I see it on our group next. I cannot remember right now. And someone else who came up to us after the panel who was like... Hi. Um, I'm a big fan of yours. Again, sort of the, why are you afraid of us? Why are you so afraid of us? Sort of thing. Because we were just like, hi. Oh, come on. I'm sure if I put you in front of, you know, Clark Gregg, you would suddenly get all of a sudden very shy and red faced. Yeah, but Clark Gregg is like on the TV. He's like legitimately. Like we're on the internet. Somebody. Yeah, we're on the interbuts. Oh, well, yeah, help no. Anyway. We're just on uh, a podcast, man. It doesn't feel like people should be doing the whole, like, fan Yeah, thing I know, I know, I know. So, yeah, so if you see us somewhere, say hello. We will be, Cause, like, because I promise you, you, looking around my house right now, I like, I, today, my proudest achievement is that I conquered the laundry pile. This is not the lifestyle of the rich and famous, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we don't, we will squeal at you and, like, talk with you about geeky stuff, and we love meeting people who have the same interests. So, so make, yes, with the, some... make with the hellos, because we love them. Yes, and it sort of proves to us that people are actually listening, because as far as we know, you guys all just live in our computers. Yeah. You're not real people unless we meet you. This is the Matrix, and they're just making up, you know, statistics for us to review. Okay, so moving into Geek Squee, there's been a fair bit that has happened in the last... Yes, there has been a fair bit, and let's not kid ourselves. Let's go straight into the the feels of the Geek Squee universe. Oh my god, you guys. So, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back on the TV, and as of the time of recording, we have seen two episodes. 
And dude, I was not prepared. I was not prepared for the season to start like this. No, I don't think anybody was. The first episode came out swinging, and it it has it it, it was nuts. I I was completely thrown back and lost my footing at least twice. Yeah, and it's I I can't even. Lots of people are saying they're going back to watch episodes twice, at least, to catch all of the little things. Which, I would be watching them more than once anyway, so I will not argue with that. But yeah, I don't want to say a lot, because I really don't want to spoil you if you haven't seen it. But, oh my god, I was not prepared. There's all kinds of questions about what is going to be happening. The promo for next week? Like, dude, seriously? And then the pictures that have been coming out for episode four. Girl. Wow. Mingna in that sparkly dress. Thank yep. you very much. And E, her and Coulson dancing at something. I didn't even ship them and I was grinning like crazy when I saw them. No, I don't, I don't ship them either. But apparently, well, according to the article that those uh, images were linked with, for some reason, May turns on Coulson. Yes, they didn't and explain I, why and um, I'm like, what that means. So. Be, and it's a, it's a big stress because she's one of his bedrocks to keep him through this period. Yes. And is it because he suddenly goes mental that she has to contain him? Is it because she becomes infected somehow? Is it because, like, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. And there's so many WTF situations that are already there. I, I just can't even... I'm, I'm not even really speculating about much at this point, just because I'm just like, I just want to see where the show goes. Yeah. I am not shipping anything, and I am no. not... I am not... I am not doing the, oh, they are just double agenting thing anymore. I rode the ward train... Right through Crazy Junction, <laughs> off of You Lost It Cliff. I am not going anywhere with anybody again on that train. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, and I've, I've always been like, I do not ship anybody on this bus. I just like them as a big family. A big found family. This family has issues, let me tell you. This yes. family needs a therapist. Well, Yeah. But, I mean, what what family doesn't, really? Yeah. But th- this is more than just your usual screaming across the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> oh my god! I want to see an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Thanksgiving so badly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see them all at the Thanksgiving table. With that the traditional, the classic Norman Rockwell one with May, like, putting down the turkey and <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, like, Fitz and Simmons, like, you know, throwing mashed potatoes across the, the uh, table at each other or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I, I really want to see that. <sighs> anyway, yes, okay. into other things. Moving on to other things. Have you seen the C- Sleepy Hollow season, or, season opener? Too many S's. Sleepy Hollow season opener. <laughs> I have yet. not. Okay. I have not seen it yet. Um, it is in my, my panel of things that I got to do. And maybe I'll do a binge watch around Halloween. That would probably be a good time Ooh, for it. That would be fun. Because, And the reason why we haven't watched it yet is because, yes, I sort of took the spoiler out of the equation and I read ahead on uh, Wikipedia about mm-hmm. 
I, I become obsessed and I have to do the research about all the things of that happen in the show type of thing. And um, I read what happens in the closing episode of the last season and I told my husband and he and I just sort of looked at each other and were like, no, we're not ready for that. <laughs> uh, we we can't seal that see that for realsies and just have it left there for half a year. We can't yeah. do that. Now that it's come back on the show, we're sort of working up our courage to watch that episode. <laughs> it's kind of like going to the dentist or going to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. You can't get the, you can't get that gratification afterwards until you go through that part. And uh, and, may, and maybe I'll, yeah, I think we're gonna do a binge watch around Halloween because. It, it would just be really appropriate timing. Yeah, that would be fun. I still, I'd only watched the first couple episodes of the first season just because I just didn't have time to watch more TV. Pretty much like, pretty much like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the one TV show that I have, that I like actually, okay, stop everything else I am sitting down and doing this because I don't have time. Um, People stop your lives. I am watching my shows. Yes. Do, do not, not talk to me. me. Do not talk to me unless you want to just talk about the show during the commercials. But yeah, it's one of those shows that I kind of want to go back and watch at some point, but God knows when that is going to be. Okay, moving into other things. Of course, one of the big things that happened recently is Emma Watson delivered a freaking amazing speech at the UN. That speech went viral everywhere. Yes. And it rightfully is, so. It yeah, was it is, beautifully, beautifully scripted and beautifully given. Yes. And like everything she says, I am like, yes, yes. This is, this is so correct. Yes. Preach it. Amen. Yep. Sing it, sister. She, and she's beautiful. She is just del delivered and was executed and it was dead on the money. And the uh, program, I'm sure you've seen the hashtags by now, it's called He for She. Mm -hmm. And it's an invitation to the male population to stand up for women's rights. Because this has to be a coordinated effort. Yeah, because she, and I mean, and I've seen others make the same point that, like, it can't just be women saying this should happen, this needs to happen. Like, you know, guys need to step up. And like call out when people when other guys they know are saying sexist bullshit. Guys, you know, need to be able to stand up and, because and fight the it, stereotypes that they and fight the stereotypes yeah. that they have to live with too. That yeah. leads into this whole you know sexist bullshit. Preach it now. In in response to that, there was some bullshit released. Oh, good. Yes, and it was complete hoax. Nonsense. Yeah, there was certain people saying something about threatening to release, like, nude pictures or whatever of Emma Watson. It's like, wow, thank you for making our point. Yeah, exactly. I forget, I remember reading it somewhere, I think it's one of those laws that actually has, like, a person's name on it, but there's one where it's like, the comments on any article about feminism prove why we need feminism. <laughs> Which is pretty yes. much, yeah. It was complete, it was a complete hoax. But it did actually serve a purpose in outlining the the need for the cause. Yep. You can find the He for She campaign at www.heforshe.org. Emma Watson, wherever you are, you rock. I kind of want to knit you socks. You're amazing. You're an inspiration <sighs> to young women. Thank you for being awesome. And she t she dealt with all of the aftermath 
in with beautiful aplomb. Yes. She is she is a classy educated lady. Yeah. I don't think they could have made a better choice or there's very few other people who would be as good a choice for the spokesperson for this campaign as when when they picked Emma Watson. Yay. All right, moving from the UN, we're going to get a little bit personal now for Canada. <laughs> yes. All right, all you Canadians, put your hands in the air. Now show me your claws, your Wolverine yes. claws. Yes, because citizens of Edmonton, Alberta, have a petition to erect a life-size statue of Wolverine at City Hall. You heard that. This is, It's in City Hall, and it's Marvel's Wolverine, as in the Wolverine you have come to think of synonymous with Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Well, the- I'm looking at the CNET a CNET article about this, and there's it's, so they say there's no there's no word on whether the statue will feature Hugh Jackman as Wolverine no, or look I'm more sure like a traditional yellow yeah, suited comic book character. Probably going to have the suit on, so it's going to have. I'm going to make a guess it's going to have the mask or something like that because to get Hugh Jackman's facial features imprinted onto it might times well the suit's going to timestamp him who knows but there might but there might be copyright or legal ramifications to actually putting his image onto yeah. something like that yeah that's the so, sort of thing that people like you know have personal control over like what you use their image for but yeah they said that like since uh, like according to wolverine's origin story he was born in alberta so of course they should have a statue of him <laughs> Hey, this, what does this prove? This proves that geeks are alive and well and making things happen. Yeah, Jesse Seitz, who created the petition, said, I think it would make a lot of people really proud to live in Edmonton and raise morale to erect a life-size stat- life-size <laughs> statue of this character in City Hall. It would become an interesting tourist attraction for comic book fans visiting our city. Hey, power to them. Yeah, it's just the, the letter, the... The petition is in the form of a letter to Edmonton City Council and the mayor um, and describes Wolverine as a Canadian and Albertan symbol of strength, perseverance in the, safe of, in the face of tragedy, and overall heroics. And they point out that life size would only be five foot five three foot inches. Three. Yeah, Wolverine was not tall. So he'd be the same height as me. Yay, but, geeks. you know, the question is, would it be made out of adamantium? <laughs> we don't know what that statue would cost. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, Winnipeg has a statue of Winnie the Pooh. So that is true. Why can't Edmonton have Wolverine? That is true. Oh, and big news. Speaking of more Deadpool. comic book news. <laughs> yes, more comic book well, comic book movie news with a somewhat odd twist. Probably a bunch of people saw what was quote unquote leaked onto the internet, which was that uh Deadpool movie test footage, and everyone went absolutely bazonkers for it. Well, we are getting our Deadpool movie, and it's PG-13. Well, it might be. It might be, okay. Yeah, it's a rumor that comes, at least from the, the article that we're looking at, There's a it's a rumor that comes from a podcast called Schmoe's Nose, who says that they heard from the director that they've figured out the script and they figured out how to make it PG-13, but not make it lose its Deadpoolishness, which I am not sure of. <laughs> Deadpool is about tacos, boobs, and killing people. Yeah, but 
I see. I could. I could kind of see this because um, there was actually. I forget. I, it was probably the uh, Friends in Your Head podcast a couple weeks ago where people were discussing how if you look at the number of movies that come out, our ratings or really anything above like PG PG thirteen has almost disappeared. From theaters. That there is are true. really not many that come out, partly because studios are banking more on like blockbusters to to make movies. They don't make as many movies during the year. They put more into the blockbusters um, because they're hoping that those can make for a bigger return. And, you know, in the case of like Marvel, then yeah, it does. But because of the limiting of the audience that you get with R rating, partly because of the age, partly because then there's, you know, even there's there's adults that like they don't want to go to to an R movie. There are, are fewer R rated movies, and especially for something like a comic booky sort of movie like this, mm-hmm. they would are less likely to make invest it, in it. Yeah, to invest in something that's going to be an R movie. There is an interesting thing in here in the Mary Sue article. They mentioned that Guardians of the Galaxy crossed the billion mark in late September, whereas the highest grossing R super superhero film of all time, Watchmen, only just made it to 107 million. Okay. So I can kind of see. Got- and they said that you know they do have Deadpool does have a fairly big fan base of younger followers. So it makes sense they'd go for a more PG-13 rating because they want, you know, the tweens and teens to go to the movie as well. Well, I am all for it. I am excited for it. Um, I think the date for it was... 2016, though, right? Um, I think so, yeah. That's, and it's sort of a, that's sort of a not really confirmed, confirmed yet, I don't think. Yeah. And I saw something on the Mary Sue just today when I was looking for stuff. Um, it says they look like, it looks like, I think Deadpool is still owned, let's see, I think the rights to Deadpool is still owned by Fox, so it would be more in the, if there was any connections to that, between that and other movies, it would likely be between that and X-Men sort of universe, because Fox owns the right to X-Men, to the X-Men movies, but they don't own the rights to, but Marvel owns the rights to Avengers. So, Deadpool is more likely to be all right interacting with well X Men, if anyone. I I guess we gonna have to wait and see where it goes. Yeah, I mean we'll have to see what happens. I would be super excited for a Deadpool movie, and I would happily take my son, who at that age will be nine. And I mean, I haven't read some of the recent Deadpool comics, though I really want to, um, especially because there's one se- there's one little series of Deadpool comics that has Coulson in them. But from what I've seen, part <laughs> of you know part of Deadpool is like. His humor and that sort of like willingness to do anything, but in a in a, almost in a jokey sort of way. So I mean, you can probably get that across with like stuff that's appropriate for a PG thirteen rating. Deadpool is the Looney Tunes of yeah. the Mercs that interact with these superhero esque environments. Yeah. So I mean, you can you with a dead, with PG thirteen, you can have quite a bit of violence in it. You just can't have like blood spurting everywhere. So you can't have aortas erupting yeah. uh, on screen. You can have them erupt off screen. Yeah. So, I mean, they could probably still do it. They just probably can't show as much. Yes. Moving into something completely different and way classier. I sent Karen and Michelle snapshot pictures of a very disheveled but damn sexy royal person on a horse. Mm-hmm. Because that royal person on the horse is played by... 
Benedict Cumberbatch has joined the cast of uh, The Hollow Crown. And for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it is on the BBC. And it is Shakespeare's historical dramas yeah. performed in really well done costume, character, setting. I mean, the works. Yeah, the la- it, this is actually the second part of the series. The first part... Um, has already been released, which had, I think it was Richard II, Henry IV, and Henry V. And a lot of people might know about that version because the part of Henry V was played by Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> yes. Uh, like my men, like I like my books. Leatherbound. So now in this one... Benedict is playing Richard III. Yes. So we get... Henry the Sixth and Richard the Third. Cumberbatch playing the title role of the second one, and there's going to be a lot of other people in it too. Andrew Scott, who played Moriarty, is also going mm-hmm. to be in it. Um, yep, in one of them at least. <laughs> there's also going to be like Michael Gambon, Mike Gambon, Judy Dench, Hugh Bonneville, who's in Downton Abbey. A couple other people you might re- recognize if you watch like British stuff. Philip Glenister, I think, is in The Walking Dead, if I've got the right a- actor that I'm thinking of. But yeah, they, they've released one picture from Richard III with Cumberbatch on a horse. And he's staring straight at the camera, and his hair is a little bit long and, dis- and just hanging a little bit disheveled in front of his, in front of his face. He's wearing all mm-hmm. black, the horse is all black, and he's got what looks like a rough cape with a little bit of fur mm-hmm. on his shoulder. And he's got... I mean, let's face it, he does the superiority look very well. Yeah, it looks... It looks really interesting. It looks very good on you, Benedict, let me say. Mm-hmm. I- I'm not sure I'd be able to actually pay attention to the play. <laughs> I have not watched The Hollow Crown yet. Part of me feels I would be just a little bit jealous seeing uh, Hiddleston kiss somebody else. <laughs> But I am going to make the effort um, on my trip down to Connecticut because my host there is a real thing for the uh, British monarchy and historical dramas. So I'm like, hey. <laughs> well, hopefully he also has a thing for Shakespeare play too, plays too because these, the, these are the plays. Yep. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, I haven't seen the first set of plays, though I did look up Tom Hiddleston doing the St. Crispin's Day speech from Henry V on YouTube. Oh my god. Which was yum. Oh my god. Seriously yum. And I believe he's, you know, wearing very tight leather clothing when he does it. If I remember correctly. I don't, I don't think they had any other kind of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that is going to be interesting to see. Also, dude, Cumberbatch doing Shakespeare. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. Okay, so moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. So... Who actually wants to be Star-Lord for Halloween? You can get a Star-Lord replica jacket for cosplay. Wow. I'm looking at it right now. It is pretty amazing. It is It is legit looking. Now, this... Yeah, you can find it at fanjackets.com. Woo, it went on sale. Ooh, yes, it is. It's 50 bucks less. They still don't make it for seven-year-olds, though, so... Yeah, sorry, Elfling. Yeah, the boy wants to be Star-Lord for Halloween, so... Uh, just gonna have to go with something else. Well, with adaptability, and we'll figure out something for him. Two inside pockets, open hem cuffs. Yeah, it's got perfect Halloween costume. Yep. Oh my god. Okay, yeah? I just went and looked at... I went to their homepage to see how easy it was to get to that jacket. Well, for one thing, like, the 
The Star-Lord jacket is on the front page of their website. So if you go to fanjackets.com, you'll find it by scrolling down. Uh, they have lots of other stuff. Um, like they have a Captain America jacket that looks like his blue, his mostly blue, uh, uniform from Winter Soldier. They have a leather jacket that looks like Bucky's vest. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm looking now. Including one with one sleeve that is silver. Oh dear. Oh my god! Ooh, there's one thing here. X-Men jacket. If you really want some of the jackets from Days of Future Past, or First Class... Cool. Or Wolverine Origins. So if there is a geek in your life, hey, remember, Christmas is coming. You know, get them to wash the car, do the dishes, mow the lawn, whatever. Ooh, and they have women's jackets, too, including one that looks like Nicole Beharry's jacket room Sleepy Hollow. Ooh. Katniss gosh. Everdeen. Scarlett Johansson's black leather blazer from Winter Soldier. As well as uh, her lighter jacket from, I think that's Avengers. Oh, hey, there's an Ab- there's another Abby Mills jacket. Doctor Who, Martha Jones. I see a couple from Once Upon a Time. So, yeah. Cool. You guys probably want to take a look at this. Got a hat. Yep. And the prices, Crit- I mean, considering we're looking at leather jackets, like... Yeah, the prices are pretty good. Oh, hot damn. What'd you find? I need a minute. Um, Karen, what'd you find? I can't see. So... <laughs> <laughs> if you go to the, the the menu at the top where it says home, shop, customer services, if you hover over shop, one of the things that comes up in the drop-down menu is James Bond suits, <laughs> which includes a replica of his suit from Casino Royale, and there's a picture of, there's a picture of Daniel Craig in it, which, yes, oh there is. man, that'll be my bunk. Or my his... God, there's also a great Gatsby suit at the underneath all that. And... The Tenth Doctor suit. Yes, there is. So this is the men's suit collection. Damn. Yeah. This is an awesome sight. Dark Knight Rises, Bruce Wayne. I'll just be staring at James Bond in his Midnight Blue Skyfall tuxedo for a while. Hey, all right, people everywhere, Christmas is coming. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Get me Daniel Craig in that suit. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need an elf in Hollywood to help me with that. <laughs> Or, you know, if you're a cosplayer and you're looking for more pictures or more description of what these things are like, check it out. Because they usually have a fairly, like, long description of different, you know, different kind of details about it. Like what the lining is or what the cuffs are like. Okay. Wipe up the, uh, wipe up the drool from the edges of the yes. corner of your mouth. Okay. Let's move into yarn. Yes. Oh, into yarn that had me drooling. <laughs> And kind of sad, because one of the things I found, and I swear to you, I am disappointed in you people. You did not find this and tell me about this in time. Oh, dear. Uh, Mad Color Fiber Arts is doing, or has been doing, yarn clubs with Jessaloo bags called the Mad Geek Tour. Now, apparently, in July, August, and September, the theme for that one was Marvelous. Inspired by Marvel superheroes, comics, movies, TV, etc. And I couldn't find any pictures of what they sent out. They hadn't posted pictures on their blog yet. So I went searching Ravelry. And in Ravelry, you know what I found? I found one from the Marvel series called Don't Touch Lola. Oh dear, Miss Karen is hurt. Yeah, it's the Mad Geek Tour Yarn and Fiber Club. So the yarn and fiber base varies each month. Each club is structured in three-month themed rounds with the third month ship- shipment including a matching bag from Stitched by Jessa Lou. So they've already done 
Marvelous. They've already done Walking Dead Inspired. They are doing one in January, February, and March 2015 called Where No Color Has Gone Before, which is Star Trek Inspired. And the April, May, June one for next year is called Baker Street. Inspired <laughs> by Sherlock. And the only description that goes with that is Moffat! Oh, goodness. So, all right, I'm looking at the Mad Geek Tour yarns, fo- their photos in Ravelry. Do you know which one of these was? Because you can also get roving instead of yarn. Pretty cool. And I love the I love the bags. Oh, my God. Okay, link sent. But, yeah, while you search for it, I can describe it for the people. It is red, black, and sort of a silvery gray. I'm trying to see the details. It looks like 400 and something yards. 460 something yards, I think. I think it says it's 115 grams. But, yeah, it's called Don't Touch Lola. I see it. Wow. I need to send the dyer a message being like so is there any chance you're ever gonna have these colorways in your shop because sometimes they do that after like you know (laughs) eight months after the collection comes out they put it up for sale because i really really want it oh my god i want lola yarn i know you do oh and there's also this Uh, There's also a picture there of it wound up into a ball or into a cake. Plus, then I could knit something out of it, and whenever someone went to pet it... (laughs) Don't touch Lola. Oh, what's that? Don't touch Lola. (sighs) But yeah. I love the names. I'm looking at some of the other colorway names, and I'm just loving it. Mm -hmm. You mock my pain. But yes, I'm sure there's going to be a number of people who will want to check that one out, especially for the Sherlocky one in next April. Uh, My birthday's in March. Just saying, everybody. Is that a hint? Yeah, and hopefully my husband listens to this. <laughs> You're listening, right, honey? <laughs> okay, and then the last thing we're going to mention. I found this thanks to the, the Stitch Sisters podcast hosted by Katie and Val. Damn you guys. Found more yarn. You a-holes. <laughs> Had to mention this when I have a freaking sweater to finish. And I'm trying not to buy buy yarn. Willow Yarns, which you can find at willowyarns.ca, appears to be a Canadian company that, kind of like Knitpicks, has all their own lines of yarn. And because they develop them and stuff like that, they look fairly reasonably priced. And they have lots of different sort of fiber blends and different different weights. I mean, I just clicked, the first time I was looking at it, I just clicked on like wool and wool blends and there's a whole bunch. There's like 20 different yarns. Oh, they've got a yarn called Firefly. Yeah, I've been looking at their daily yarn, which you can get in like bulky DK. I think it's bulky DK and worsted. Yeah, I'm looking at the DK right now. And if I remember correctly, it's like 100% wool. Yeah, 100% superwash wool. And I mean, the worsted is like $6.59 Canadian for 100 grams, which is... Pretty good. Especially when you start thinking in terms of sweaters. Yeah. And they have 80 colors. Nice. And really pretty colors. And that includes solids, heathers, and uh, variegateds. There's some really pretty colors in here. Must not burn. <laughs> Sugar maple heather. It's a really pretty dark red heather. And praying mantis is pretty. Yeah. So thanks to Katie and, Katie Val, and Val, now I have more stuff more places to look for like sweater quantities 
of cozy yarn. Thanks a lot, guys. Like, I don't already have a lot at home. And free shipping on orders of $60 or more. Yeah. I have no idea if that pertains to only in Canada or not, but um, still. Actually, I think when I was looking up stuff, when it says contact us, I think they're actually based in Kitchener. Yeah, Kitchener, Ontario. They do have a separate U.S. site, actually. So if you go to willowyarns.com, you'll be able to get to the U.S. site. That will probably have the everything in U.S. prices. Yeah, they're, well, at willowyarns.com, it's free shipping on orders of $50 or more. And they have kits and patterns and tools. Ooh, they have namaste bags. So yes, they have lots of pretties. I may have to order from them at some point, not within the next couple weeks, but maybe not that long afterwards, just for some little samplery balls to try out and do things with. Oh my god, I just love staring into spectrums of color. I know. Okay, pull ourselves away. Alright, 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 alright. Yes, closing all right. page before the temptation becomes too much. Okay. Okay, so I think that's about it. That is it. Alright, people. We'll see if they just, this experiment works. <laughs> yep, so this is an experiment. Bear with us if the audio is not up to the best quality. We're yes. trying. Or if there's weird pauses or something, because we are actually recording this separately, and we are going to, I'm going to try and mash the two together. And our next recording will be at Rhinebeck. <laughs> so everybody, send your best thoughts to Miss Karen so she can get her school projects and her Rhinebeck sweater done. Mm-hmm. And keep checking away on your Hobbit Along projects, whatever they may be. Yeah, we've. it's been pretty amazing seeing all the pictures and stuff, especially seeing the, the weirdos who have somehow managed to get way more than us done. I hate you all. Um, this is on chart eight. Wow, this is such an easy pattern. I'm like, okay. Super oh hitter. my god, I'm just flying through this. <laughs> Damn you. Oh, like, <laughs> I, I need to learn to knit with my toes. Seriously. Okay, everybody. We will see you later. Yep. Bye. Bye. Um, By the way, have you seen pictures of Jamie as the Outlander? I've seen photos, yeah. Man on a kilt. <laughs> Man, man in a kilt on a horse. Not bad. Not bad. Ow. I just keep thinking of, well, yesterday, like, I went to sit down at the Starbucks at the Penn Center. They have metal chairs. I was wearing a skirt. Mm. There was an unladylike yelp. <laughs> Those fuckers were cold. <laughs> I can't imagine bouncing around on a horse would be very comfortable. Saddle is necessary.